Star Trek, our favorite frontier. These are the podcasts of Aaron and Polly, their ongoing mission to explore all things Trek, to seek out cool things and pick them apart, to boldly complain as no one's complained before. And this is Paul. Hey, Paul. Um, did you enjoy that little break we had between the end of Star Trek Picard Season 1 and the beginning of Lower Decks Season 1? Did you enjoy that break, that rest period? Not at all, really. I mean, I feel like uh, we had a pandemic oh, during yeah. that time period. Like, so, yeah. So, so this just wasn't relaxed time for you? You didn't have a relaxation? Well, I mean, I had plenty of time at home, but there was no new Star Trek to watch. That's true. Well, you know, that is not a problem any longer because you got yourself 23 weeks of brand new Star Trek starting right now. 23 announced weeks, right? I mean, That's right. who knows yeah. what's going to be ready in 23 weeks from now. Yeah. You know, we've got 10 weeks of Star Trek Lower Decks, and then we've got 13 weeks starting October 15th, I believe of uh star trek discovery season three and that that takes us all the way up to like 2021 and in 2021 they've announced star trek picard season two at some point at some point it's not even filming right now well they suggest in the article i read today is that there would be some sort of development this year but uh, obviously not releasing until sometime next year but you know probably breaking stories that kind of thing yeah exactly Yeah. yeah So pretty exciting. Pretty Absolutely. exciting. You know, I mean, 23 weeks of Star Trek. I mean, that is, I wouldn't, that's certainly not the longest period of time that we've had straight Star Trek. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because we, for a while, we had Deep Space Nine and, you know, there were two Star Trek series at a time for a while, and those were all 20 plus episode seasons. Um, but, it, you know, it's certainly the longest that we've had since, uh, since you know, Enterprise went off the since air. Since Enterprise went off the air. Yeah. 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 No, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's uh, you know they they're starting to refer to Star Trek as Star Trek Universe. Right? I've noticed that. Yeah, you know because they're going to have so much activity within Star Trek. In fact, uh, they recently announced the title to the Nickelodeon show that is going to be debuting sometime in 2021, and that is Star Trek Prodigy. It's based on an old internet service. I don't. I don't feel like it's. I don't. I don't it's Star Trek Geo Cities. I mean, no. do you remember Prodigy? It was. Like, it was like an early version of AOL. Is that is that no. too early for you? It's not too early for me, but uh-huh. I. I really don't remember it. <laughs> that, the look at Aaron with the the deep cuts. Uh huh. Yeah. I, I. I think I just. I think I just showed my age there. But uh, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was doing the AOL thing before AOL. AOL was cool. But, uh, yeah, Star Trek Prodigy, and uh, they they tell us that it is about a group of lawless teenagers who discover a derelict Starfleet ship and use it to search for adventure, meaning, and salvation. Now, 
I got to say, part of that premise is part of everybody's sort of first Star Trek role-playing game. Because, you know, it's like, hey, I don't want to deal with that whole Starfleet bullshit, but what if I just found a starship laying around? You know, I'm going to fly the... I, I caught the Enterprise when it was in for repairs, and now I'm just flying it around the galaxy. But I don't understand. I don't know any teenagers who are searching the... who are out adventuring in the galaxy looking for meaning and or salvation. <laughs> well, you know... You was that you, Paul, when you were fair, a teenager? I mean, how were many you teenagers out? do you really know? Well, uh, just the ones I've eaten. Um, fair fair when i was a teenager i wasn't looking for meaning nor was i looking for salvation i was looking for tacos i was looking for girls that's what i was looking for tacos and girls (laughs) tacos and girls well maybe that's what they're in search of when they find a derelict starship Uh uh-huh and then they just they they discover that they need to search for meaning and salvation Uh uh-huh 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 that's my thinking (laughs) Well, you know, I, I think they're gonna they're gonna plot a course to First Baptist Church. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you know, this, this did they announce is this a live action show? Is no, it it's CGI? It's a CGI animation thing. No, it's gonna be garbage. You don't know. You don't know. That was uh, the, you know. You, that is fair. Fair. I shouldn't. I shouldn't assume. There is evidence that it can be done well, but it could also be. It could also be ass. It could also be ass. Yeah. I'm concerned with it being on Nickelodeon, to be perfectly honest. But, you know, I I, I do appreciate that, you know, CBS Viacom is trying to branch out and not just have everything sitting under its paywall at uh, CBS All Access. True. I mean, that's not a way to grow your audience. No. And Nickelodeon might be a good place for that. I mean, I don't don't watch Nick at Night. I don't watch Nickelodeon. uh, And it's been a very long time since I've been a customer over there. But... uh, I, I, you know, I, I guess that's where people are. I guess that's where a younger audience is. But you cut the cord, right? So you don't even have cable. That, I, I don't have any premium channels at the moment. I haven't fully cut the cord. I've just cut the uh, premium channels. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm almost ready to do the whole schmear. Almost, <laughs> almost. It's a very slow cut. <laughs> but you know, in addition to uh, CBS Viacom branching out, CBS Viacom is positioning themselves to be a super streamer, Paul. And that's not just somebody who's got a really good flow. That's somebody who's competing with with your Netflixes, your HBO Maxes, your Primes. You know, they they are looking to really up the the game with CBS All Access, and I suspect that means that it'll, they'll be changing the name of the service. I think you're right. Because um, they're calling it a rebranding. Hmm. And I don't okay. think that's just going to be a new logo. I think that's going to be a, a whole schmear. I think that's going to... I don't know that they're, they're going to call it Viacom or what. Uh, you know, NBC Universal launched their Peacock network, and I got to say, unimpressed. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty lame. Yeah. Well, and I, the interface is terrible. It really is. Terrible. But at the same time, it's free, right? And it I is think free. That's, that, you know, that, that, that's definitely... A positive. Um, yeah. You know, there's minimal commercials. It, there's a ton of free content on there. Oops, and uh, that was me just clicking it. Um, <laughs> Don't do that. Because I was looking to see what was on it. Next thing uh, you know, you've got uh, that guy that plays Ross on Friends on your screen, and that's not right? a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so I about CBS All Access, I have noticed they have expanded some of their programming. 
already. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, they, yeah. They have they a d- ton more movies now. They added something like 73 titles, I want to say. I'm, I'm pulling that number out of the air, I seem to recall. Yeah, they added that. a ton of Paramount stuff, right? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a ton of Paramount movies on here. Yeah. They, they should because, you know, they own it. Mm-hmm. And they've got some interesting stuff like Halloween H2O, for some reason, is on CBS All Access now. Mm-hmm. And The Addams Family. Um, you know, the hunt for red October movies, like it's uh, got, you know, they, they have expanded those out for yeah. sure. Um, I, I will say I made a frustrating decision today. Oh dear. Because I could not get lower decks to finish playing for me. Really? Unless I fucking upgraded to the commercial free. Oh yeah. I keep forgetting that you're, you're on the, uh, the ad break or were yeah. on the ad break. So, yeah. so, so now you're all in, you know, it, Picard worked fine. Yeah, lower decks. It would not go past the second commercial break. Huh. I tried it on. Di- it just would not do it. And so I said, you know what? God damn it! I don't know how long I'll keep it, but I. I was like, let me just do the commercial. I was like, for me, you know, twenty three more weeks of Star Trek. If this is going to be a continued issue, let me just pay the three freaking extra dollars. It's aggravating, <laughs> you know, because it's that CBS All Access is not worth nine ninety nine a month. Um, but maybe it will be, but yeah. you know, that's four months from now. Yeah. I, you know, I'm hoping that it will be, and I'm hoping it doesn't mean a, a, a change in fee. <laughs> yeah. If it's a change in fee, oof. Yeah. That will be problematic, but I'm really, I would really like for there to be something else for me to watch there, you know, cause yeah. l- with, you know, we've had this discussion numerous times, but you know, there's just very little there to watch, but you know, one of the things that we'll be able to watch next year, Paul is strange new worlds. Yes. And they've already broken 10 episodes for that first season. So I assume it's a 10 episode season, but uh, that's pretty damn exciting that, you know, the writer's room has already uh, broken those stories. I'm I'm pretty excited about that. That's crazy. I did not know that. Yeah. I I mean, that is exciting. My guess is that there, that there are probably guys who wanted to be in that writing writer's room, you know, at the end of discovery season two and just had stuff percolating. And they were probably just spitting ideas out because, you know, the the chemistry between, you know, Ethan Peck and uh, uh, Rebecca Romaine and suddenly and Anson Mount, uh, mm-hmm. their, their chemistry was lightning in a bottle. You know, I'm going to tell and, Anson that you almost forgot his name. I can't believe I'm sitting there going, I, I, I can't believe I'm going to post it on his Instagram page. It's my man crush. How in the hell can I? Uh, I I'm going to say, hey, Anson, Aaron, <laughs> forgot your name. And no longer likes your beard. beard. (laughs) I love his quarantine beard. Uh, Yeah, you know, I mean, you don't get that all the time. You know, casting directors try to build that uh, and everything they do, and those guys just have it. And you know, it, it, it would have been crazy if CBS had not said, "Oh yeah." We're making a uh, a Captain Pike TV show with these guys because those guys are awesome. Uh, I can't wait. I, I can't wait. I am more excited about that than anything else in the Star Trek universe right now. Even more excited than Prodigy? <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm going to watch it. I you know, know I'm going to watch it. But I know. I'm gonna, I, I, I'm gonna, I mean, I'm going to give it a shot. Of course, I'm going to give everything a shot that's in my beloved franchise. Yeah, it's Star Trek. I can't not watch it. You know, and I'm either going to love it or I'm going to love hating it. Yeah. It's going to be one of those two things. But I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I am happy to give it the benefit of the doubt because I got to be honest with you, Paul, wasn't too wild about the idea of Lower Decks. 
Oh, are, are we going into Lower Decks? I we're think going we're going it? into Lower Decks. Episode <laughs> okay. one, season one, Second Contact. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the, the show is billed as these are the guys who are the least important starship in the Federation. Uh, they are the least important, you know, crew in Starfleet. And, you know, I think the opening credits, you know, really demonstrate that because, you know, they show them showing up at what, I, what I'm going to assume is uh, the Battle of Wolf 359 and they turn around and leave. <laughs> that was, I, I genuinely like that. You know, they show them, you know, you've got these these lovely beauty shots, like, and it's reminiscent of the Voyager opening credits where Voyager is flying across, you know, the rings of a planet and, and whatnot. Well, this ship is running into things. <laughs> you know, it's it's not piloted particularly well and apparently doesn't seem to be engineered well because the power, the power flickers as it hits stuff. Um, you know, it, it seems like the, like it's sort of a ship of bozos, right? Um, and certainly we see that in some of the characters in the show, though I got to say, I did not get, uh, inept from the captain. I did not, re- I did not get, uh, you know, no, the, the, and I don't think you're supposed to, right? I mean, I do think that there are competent people on the bridge, uh-huh. um, which, you know, does for me, I'm, I'm going to just cite this one complaint. I, I think we're supposed to get the impression that the bridge is competent, the, you know, the, the, this, you know, the, the team there. Um, but you know, the opening credits would have you believe that everyone on that ship is an idiot. Yes. And that's, that's, you know, sort of the picture that's being, that has been painted through the opening credits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was, I was a little surprised when I found that captain Freeman, uh, seemed fairly competent. I mean, you know, maybe a bit narrow-minded, but, you know, competent. And that's always been one of the things that that has bothered me about Star Trek is that if you weren't on the main ship, if you weren't the Enterprise or Voyager or Defiant, everybody else in Starfleet was a blithering idiot, right? Uh, And that's always bothered me about Star Trek. It was very rare that you found competency in another Starfleet ship that wasn't the the ship that was the protagonist. But, uh, you know, we we do spend a little bit of time, very little bit of time with the command crew, where we focus our time is in the characters who inspire the title of the show, those characters who live on the lower decks. And uh, I got to ask you, Paul... What'd you think? You know, so I'm going to start off by saying I liked it. Um, <laughs> you know, did I love it? No, but I, I, I actually did enjoy it quite a bit. Um, you know, watching the show, I was, you know, I, I think I was around, I don't know, 10, 12 minutes into it. Whenever the CBS All Access app kept crapping out on me. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'm watching and I'm like, you know, this is this is funny. This is cute. But like. I guess for me, I was like, it just, it's funny. Like, it doesn't feel like it's going far enough for me. I'm like, if you're going to do this, like, wacky animated Star Trek show, like, shouldn't you be wacky and animated? Like, I just feel like we're, you know, we're, we, we've got some fun, funny stuff going on, but I don't feel like it's gone overboard. And then the zombies showed up. And <laughs> Space zombies were awesome, weren't they? <laughs> I mean, literally, like, on cue as I'm thinking that. The you know the uh, the first officer takes a bite out of someone else in the uh, the mess hall, and I'm like, uh-huh. okay, yep, yeah. now I'm good. You know, yeah. it was it was because it, it you know it does take a moment, uh, um, you know, to 
the, the opening scene I thought was very funny. Where mm-hmm. you know, one now of the we've drunk... seen we've seen a lot of that opening scene because that was one of the uh, the uh, cuts that came out uh, several weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So where uh, Ensign uh, Boimler is recording his pretend captain's log, and Ensign Mariner, who is drunk off her ass on uh, Romulan whiskey, uh, you know, interrupts him. And that bit is hysterical. I, th- I, I thought that was a lot of fun. I thought so, too. You know, I, yeah. I, I enjoyed that she just, like, took a chunk out of his leg. Um, <laughs> I thought that was really funny. I would and feel really, really bad, Paul, if I cut your leg off with the batleth. I don't feel like that's true. But <laughs> really, I really, really bad. I'd write you a, 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 an apology note. Dear Paul, sorry about cutting off your leg. Apology sorry note. for pointing and laughing. <laughs> really feel bad about all the blood. I know those were your nice pants. <laughs> Well, for me, Ensign Mariner is the the definite highlight of the crew. Um, sure. You know, she's definitely got the most personality out of the four main ensigns uh, that are on display. Um, but you know, it, so again, you know, it, you you're introduced to a new character, Ensign Tendi, who is you know just coming on the ship, a and, green Orion woman. Yep, and yep. green, you know, like a green Orion woman, but also literally green because she's new to the ship, right? Right, right. Um, nice, nice. I see what you did there. <laughs> and, you know, she's been assigned to Ensign Boimler, who's kind of our main character, our, our geeky guy. Um, did I lose you, Paul? Huh. Aaron? Yeah, I got you now. Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? What, what was the last thing you heard? I The last yeah. thing I heard was... was uh, Assigned to Ensign Boimler, the nerdy guy. And it's funny. I mean, the interaction, her introduction to the ship, you know, that kind of stuff. But, you know, it, it didn't for me it when the, the zombies showed up is when they, the show really kind of took yeah. off. It really um, kicked you know, into it, high gear. Momentum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I, I, I like it. I'll watch it again. You know, uh, if you visually the show v- looks very much like Rick and Morty. And mm-hmm. I think and that's intentional. There are some Rick and Morty um creative team members on the show uh you know it's not it's not rick and morty right it's it's definitely not rick and morty it's not that irreverent um or that dirty uh it it is it it is funny and witty and irreverent within the context of still being star trek um which one one and then i'll let you talk one final thing i want to say it cracked me up that they bleeped out the word shit when they can say fuck on Discovery and Picard. <laughs> That's what I didn't understand. I don't <laughs> understand why why it was in the script if they needed to bleep it. Because I don't think that it was bleeped as part of the humor. It says TVMA. On, you yeah, know, it, I, it is, right? TVMA. If it was bleeped as part of the humor, they needed to go more overboard. Like you would on South Park, right? Yeah. You know, where it would be bleepity bleep 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 versus just bleeping a word. I did not understand why that was bleeped. Me either. Yeah. I that made no sense to me whatsoever. But I gotta tell you, you know, I I don't know I didn't know what to expect going into it. I loved the original Star Trek animated series. Uh still do. Um I this is the first time Star Trek was really gonna try its hand at humor. Uh, when they do it in the shows, uh, Star Trek really doesn't know how to do that effectively most of the time. Uh, most of, in, in my opinion, most Star Trek jokes uh, within the context of the series fall flat. I, you know, some of them work really well. Others, you're just like, well, that was awkward. Um, 
I thought this was really good. And I, you know, I shared with Paul earlier today that uh, uh, as far as a first episode goes for Star Trek, this is a hell of a lot better than Encounter at Farpoint. Um, I dug it quite a bit. I, I was I was very entertained. I wasn't annoyed by anything. I thought that uh, I thought it rang true to Next Generation era Star Trek. It did, uh, you know. Um, except you know the the ending. What I found interesting about the ending is, um, you know, Ensign Mariner is name dropping left and right. Spoilers. You know, spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> All the people who. Um, who have inspired her, right? right? And she just name drops everyone from the original series. Mm-hmm. Uh, until, I mean, she only name drops. She she says Worf and Troy, um, but this is supposed to take place post Deep Space Nine. So I'm, I guess, I'm surprised that they, you know, that she still idolizes. That she didn't throw a Ben Cisco in there. Not just a Cisco, but uh, you know, well, I guess Janeway. This still is. No, Janeway was back by then. Mm. You know, uh, about, not by the end of Deep Space Nine. Voyager was after Deep Space Nine. Ah, okay. No, I, I mean, mean sorry, this is after. Um, this is. It's this at is the after, end, post Nemesis, right? Yeah, this is post Nemesis, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I guess my my point is that I, I find it interesting that she idolizes, uh, you know, the entire the, command crew of the Enterprise <laughs> from a hundred years ago. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, at this point, it's it's been a hundred years. So I don't. know. I mean, that that was just interesting. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, um, but that that was just a minor nitpick. Uh, overall, I I enjoyed the characters. I I, I liked that all four of the main characters had distinctive personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, and I really liked Ensign Rutherford, who's newly cybernetic, who's yeah. uh, whose cybernetic parts parts were made on Vulcan, and so he he occasionally has a a uh, a glitch and says things like highly illogical. You know, when he's not in fact Vulcan, he's just got Vulcan cybernetics. Yeah. I thought that I thought that was not uh, that was really funny, and I enjoyed the fact that he's having his date during the uh, zombie apocalypse. Yeah, and how they how they very casual. I mean, I thought the humor worked. I, I, I was very surprised Especially in those that. scenes. You know, it's yeah. funny because I do think that the scenes on the ship, the zombie scenes on the ship, were for me. I, I enjoyed those more than the the scenes on the planet. Yeah. Uh, but it was all fun, you know. It was all, yeah. I, I um, you know, you've got I think a Betazoid security officer, and I don't know what the cat person, chief medical officer, is. I'm not sure that they, because I, I am certain that's not uh, Kazenti. Um, they it may be a Cation because that was a race from the uh, animated series, but I'm not sure if that if they'll change that race or not. Yeah, I don't know. But then, and, I mean, you know, Kazenti was also a race in the animated series, but it's also owned by Larry Niven. Uh, so I doubt very seriously that they'd pull that forward. Yeah, fair point. So I enjoyed it. You know, short episodes, um, 30 yeah. minutes, roughly. 26 minutes. I was, 26 I was like, minutes. I can watch this on my lunch hour. This is great. <laughs> I can watch this while pooping. <laughs> uh, I don't take 26 minute poops, Paul. I don't know what's wrong with you. At your age, you don't? I don't. Huh. Yeah. You with the healthy, healthy. I, I am, I am regular like a like a clock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, that's enough poop talk. <laughs> anyway, so Star Trek Lower Decks is available now on CBS All Access. I, um, you know, I, I did you say this is ten episodes? Uh, yes, ten. Okay, that seems short, but you know, in the context of nowadays with animated series and stuff, and the fact that you know, it's not like they probably had the ability to do. More than well, that, and I wonder if maybe that got cut cut short because you know we know so much of this was pro- was post produced uh, at home. 
mm-hmm. you know, which is what's delayed discovery. I mean, good God, I've been following the uh, the efforts to coordinate all the music, you know, and and you know, I, t- I talked a little bit uh, to my friend Mark, who does a lot of music production, and and he's doing some stuff similarly where he's having to combine musicians. You know, so you record this mu- musician all by himself and you're directing him, right? And then you take that piece and you combine it with this other musician. Well, my friend Mark's doing, you know, maybe up to five of those, whereas the guy conducting the Star Trek Symphony <laughs> has got, you know, a full orchestra that he's got to pull together like that. I can only imagine how difficult that is. And yeah. all I got to say is I wish they had put this much time into the creation of uh, the Starfleet ships that arrived in the finale <laughs> of Star Trek Picard. Because, you know, maybe if they'd done that kind of work, <laughs> I'd feel a little bit better about rewatching season one. It's really left a bad taste in my mouth. I, I can see that. Yeah. Because um, I'd like to point out, by this by this time, with Discovery season one, I'd already rewatched it. Uh, yeah. And I, I have not picked up uh, Picard because it, and it's got the, everything to do with that last episode and in particular those ships. I think it was a mistake. <laughs> I think it was a mistake that's going to haunt them for the rest of their days. It's already haunting Aaron. It is. It is. And and that means I will haunt them. I will I will I will chase them round perdition's flame. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right. Well, our 10 weeks of Star Trek Lower Decks, we get our 13 weeks. Of disco. Of disco. I've, I've got my shirt ready. Yeah. My disco shirt. Oh, that reminds me before we uh, – are we done? Are we Are we, are we wrapping this we're back? About, we're this wrapping this mother up. Um, you know, so – I think it's important that our podcast lasts longer than the actual episode we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, and we're not – we're not sponsored by them, but hey, if you want, if you want to, CBS, reach out to us. Um, you know, they, they just a kind of a cool thing. This actually started with uh, Rick and Morty. Um, I think last season they have uh, a T-shirt club for Star Trek Lower Decks, and you know, it, it's they have basically a themed T-shirt for each episode of the season, and uh, you know, it's 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 one hundred and eighty dollars, so it's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Get, but because but you get a T-shirt for every episode, um, so yeah, I mean it's a subscription. It's only available until episode two ends. So the only but way you, to get a subscription is to do it, you know, like right. before you, you know, in the next week. But you can buy the individual weeks, which is correct, nice. correct. But so. you know, it has the USS Cerritos, um, you know, uh, general purpose garment is the first week shirt. <laughs> So yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not going to invest in it, but you know for those of you who like T-shirts, yeah. it's it's out yeah. there. And it's titmouse.com, isn't it? <laughs> um, is. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Th- um, oh yeah, titmouse stuff. Just go to StarTrek.com. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, excellent. Hey, Paul, it was good talking to you again. I guess we're going to get to do this 22 more times. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye. Star Trek with Aaron and Polly is a production of IOMGeek.com. Have a question or comment? Hailing frequencies are open at 972-763-5903. Tribble wrangling provided by... Triskelion Trays. No troublesome tribbles. Mr. Aponte's wardrobe provided courtesy of Garrick's Clothiers. Conveniently located on the promenade. 